Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. Over the last few years, I've had the pleasure of hosting this podcast. Uh, We've covered a wide range of legal topics, and that, of course, has been our objective. In many instances, including several over the last five or six weeks, we've touched on family law, and today we're going to do so again. Uh, Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell, and I'm pleased to be back with you for another edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. My guest today will be Attorney Jeanette Pequeno, uh, an associate at Lavelle Law Limited, Janae operates primarily in the family law practice at Lavelle Law, an area which is among the, lo- uh, the larger uh, in the uh, firm. Now, over the period of time that we've had family law discussions, we have uh, periodically focused our attention on issues such as uh, divorce and child custody and alimony, um, dividing property, a number of things like that. Now, today we're going to take a bit of a different angle as we're going to talk about opportunities for reconciliation in a divorce process and how those attempts are handled. So let's get to it. Uh, Janae, it's only been a couple of weeks since we last spoke, so welcome back to the podcast. Right. Thank you, Jim. It's a pleasure to be here for all your podcast listeners. Now, in our past conversations, I, you know, we, we've talked about some of those topics that I mentioned just a minute ago. I guess it never dawned on me that there may be uh, an occasional situation in which a couple will take the opportunity to reconcile even while having initiated divorce. Is it, is it safe to say that not every divorce filing actually ends in a divorce? That is absolutely 100% safe to say. Uh, the, you know, it's not uncommon, it's not common, and it's not uncommon. Uh, it happens. And, um, you know, even in some uh, less uh, common cases and more extreme would be where the divorce happens and then people get married later on. Uh, it's kind mm-hmm. of uh, uh, unusual, but, you know, it's it's something that some people definitely wrestle with. And, and divorce is something to take seriously and, uh, you know, just want to get as much information in people's hands as possible. Yeah, a lot of things we want to talk about today. I've got a whole bunch of questions here about this. And, you know, first of all, just if you can, share with me briefly a little bit about some of these cases that you mentioned. Do you, do you find that uh, people were perhaps just being too hasty, you know, perhaps not communicating, or, or once they realized what they were about to do, really just thought better of it and sought out a reconciliation? I guess there's probably a number of different instances that could occur. Right. Uh, in terms of hasty, that's that's really hard to to label it that, Jim, because when you file for a divorce, you usually have to go to a lawyer, talk to them. Um, typically, people don't do that on their own. They usually find, uh, and, and they might even interview several lawyers to get to this point. So um, it's just something that, you know, people sometimes reluctantly go through divorce, and, uh, you know, sometimes there was maybe a, a hurt that was just so painful at the time that they, they they felt there was no way around it. There was no never going to be a resolution and reconciliation and forgiveness. And, and they just uh, want to um, just rid themselves of this situation. And, and that was something that they chose. Uh, but then, 
you know people people can forgive i mean they they married this person at some point um you know with uh, some positives in the uh, in the other person and, and a lot of times in a divorce it, it's like all you think of is the negative but you know to in order to get married you know you had to have some good feelings about this person uh previously right right all right well let's talk about it now someone as you said, they search for an attorney, they make a selection, they, they start a process, and then perhaps these, these doubts or these questions arise and they look for other alternatives. What, what steps can people take once they've sort of initiated the process to, to maybe reconsider and, and look at other options? Well, it, it, you know, even if they haven't officially filed, if they've talked with lawyers, whatever, I mean, uh, some people aren't ready for counseling. You know, sometimes people will never uh, agree to go to counseling. And so a lot of times I've recommended to clients that I have had, um, there's a book called The Five Languages of Love by Dr. Gary Chapman. Uh, it's usually on Amazon, books, Barnes & Nobles, any bookstore uh, online can have this. And he basically talks about... Um, just how people have uh, an inherent love language and how some people are, you know, they love to give gifts and other people, they just uh, they just enjoy quality time. And if a couple is not feeding the other's sort of love tank and, and pouring into that, it's like you can do something for a spouse and somebody who, you know, uh, is out there all the time working, providing, I bought you this car, I bought you this house, I bought you, I bought our kids the best clothes, and the woman is like, well, you were never there. I wanted to go to the movies with people. I wanted to go to the park. I wanted to do this. I didn't care about the car. You wanted the car. So it's you know it's just crossing signals in, in their communication process. And um, you know I've recommended the book to people where they can start to really kind of isolate the other's uh, love language, so to speak, and and really start pouring into that because some people they're not even willing to read the book with this spouse. Uh, or or partner, and uh, let alone go to counseling. But it's something that it could be a first step for people who are looking at that. And once again, that book's the the five Lo- love languages by Dr. Gary Chapman. You know, it's, it's interesting. You you mentioned the word in there, counseling, as as uh, something that that a couple might pursue if they're in in a negative situation. And I, I sort of had that in my list of questions here. To, you know, sort of say, well, gee, you know, you're you're licensed to practice law. You're you're not a counselor in any way, but I couldn't help but wonder if someone comes to you, and divorce is what they're seeking. Do you step back and and try and you know offer them other options first, or is it really not your role to say, look, if you want to pursue a divorce, then I will just do the best I can to represent you? Well, it's a it's a mixed it's a mixed bag, Jim. Really, you know, we are we are. Uh, a counselor in a sense that, you know, we advise people of positions and advise consequences thereof uh, on options to take. Mm-hmm. You know, we can give uh, the worst-case scenario, best-case scenario, everything in the middle, and then, you know, we can advise the consequences of those decisions. Um, so in that in that regard, we are counselors. But um, in, in terms of some people, it's just so far gone, you don't bring mm-hmm. it up. I, I mean, I brought this uh, this book to people's attention, um, you know, probably a couple times a year uh, because you, just in in the middle of our uh, consultation, I can tell that they're just seeking information. Sometimes that's what they tell you. I'm not here. I haven't decided to file. I just want to seek some information out to try and get Mm -hmm. 
uh, a better decision, a better grasp on what decisions I got to make. And during the course of our conversation, you know, I, I can see that there's really potential for reconciliation, potential for forgiveness. They're they're not using, you know, the most derogatory words towards their spouse or partner. They're not very hateful and, and a lot of uh, animus and vitriol and just anger towards this person. It's it's more of uh, they wronged me. I don't know if I can continue going on. I feel wronged, um, but I still love this person tremendously and. You know, we have kids, and I don't want to, you know, be apart from them, and I want to see if it can work first. So when you hear those kind of things, then you're like, all right, this may be a person that that can uh, take this kind of non-divorcing approach. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, we're, we're not there to push it. Exactly, you know. exactly. Um, and, and the voice you hear is Jeanne Pequeno. He's my guest today, and we're, we're talking uh, interestingly about, about uh, scenarios in which after a divorce proceeding may have begun, the parties consider attempting a reconciliation, or at least the divorce investigation. And Janae is well-versed in a number of family law matters, including divorce, custody hearings, paternity suits, uh, prenup agreements, so many more, and we're, we're fortunate to have access to his knowledge for a few minutes today. Uh, and he, he not only shares his experience here, but uh, you'll find uh, he's a frequent contributor to a collection of articles at lavellelaw.com, uh, also fluent in Spanish. Uh, so if uh, you are seeking uh, assistance in that regard, uh, Janae can help as well. Now, Janae, let's talk about someone who has filed. Uh, they've started the process, and then they make a yeah. decision that maybe they'd like to at least step back. Does does the court allow for that? Does it just all get you know kind of tossed out at that point and, and go see what you can do? Or how does that well, come once, to play once you've once, started? Yeah, once you've started, Jim, there's a couple couple options. Um, one is they can withdraw their petition for divorce only if their spouse has not filed a counterpetition. So there's a technicality there. If they filed a counterpetition, um, then they both have to withdraw it. If, uh, if they have not, if the spouse received it and just shows up to court but the lawyer never files a counterpetition, the person who started it, they can withdraw it. But that doesn't mean the other person won't you know, file their own later. So typically in, in a court situation, both parties will be, you know, they, they usually drag their lawyers out, you know, and I, and I mean they don't call, they don't return. It's like you talk to the other attorney and the parties are, you know, taking time to discuss their options. And when you hear from them, finally they let you know that, you know, I've been talking to my spouse or my, you know, my, my the mother of my child or whatever it may be. And, you know, we think that um, there's a shot. There's a real shot. we got it working this out. And uh, the court will give them time. You know, the court will, pro, you know, delay the proceedings and give you like a, a month, uh, not a month, like a six-month reconciliation calendar date, and you can come back to the court and let them know, you know, in that time frame if, uh, if you've reconciled. But the court will give you time and a couple time to uh, try and work things out. I mean, the court's not there to... Uh, push the divorce either, but they are there to either, you know, facilitate the resolution or facilitate a reconciliation and, and just give the couples time and, and not really rush them so that they will just delay everything. Um, mm -hmm. If there's child support being paid and the parties live separately, that'll continue uh, until there's another order stopping that or uh, the parties come in and, and you know, and let them know that this is what's happening. But um, everything else will continue if there's any temporary orders. They'll just 
not set a trial date. You're not going to go to trial. Do you, do you, have you seen cases in which the the judge in the in the divorce court will, much like you were describing, an attorney sort of have a sense that maybe this might not necessarily require a divorce, that there might be some option here that this could be salvaged, and, and the judge himself or herself might say, do you want to go back and take another look at this, or do they simply keep hands off and, and look at it from a functional point of view? Uh, what I've seen, and this is only my experience in Cook County Courts, is that they're usually hands-off. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if parties want to, they're not going to inter- intervene and interfere uh, and force them to go to that. But if they want to, they'll definitely say, okay, well, I'm not going to push it to hearing right away. So I, I would say more hands-off then, Jim. Okay. Well, we, we've got about a minute left here, Janae, and we, we've kind of covered this, and it's, it's been fascinating today really to talk about this. Any, any last comments or recaps or things we didn't get to that people should know about if they're in this situation? You know, it's it's never too late, but the, both parties have to be willing to do it. You know, um, if if somebody wants to take one step, they should try reading that book that I talked about earlier, and and then see if it can. Otherwise, um, you know, the the end result will be the, the the divorce and finalizing of it. Well, Janae, I certainly want to say thanks, as always, for you uh, taking the time. As I mentioned, you've been with us uh, several times recently, so uh, always great to have you with us, and uh, I'm sure the listeners appreciate it as well. Uh, J-P-E-Q-U-E-N-O at LavelleLaw.com. That's the address where you can reach Janae with further questions, or try calling 847-705-7555. You can find his profile at LavelleLaw.com and revisit some of our previous discussions there as well. Now, next week, Lance Zebo will join me as we discuss employee discrimination, but we'll take a look at the topic from the view of the employer. Lance will share with us some thoughts on how an employer can protect themselves from claims and how to best respond when and if a claim is filed against them. So it should be an interesting conversation. Hope you can join us for that, and thanks very much for being here today. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. 